we'd like to welcome you back to our current event and weekly Bible study for January 4th, 2009. And this would be part four of the 2009 Code Red study. We're going to continue with the article that we just left off with, The Purpose of the Economic Meltdown, by Carolyn Harris. And this article continues saying, Realize that when one takes out a home loan, the bank actually owns the house until it is completely paid off. If a mortgage isn't paid, possession reverts to the banks. Only the wealthy are able to buy property at this time, and they certainly don't want your three-bedroom, two-bath brick rambler. This begs the question, what will be done with all these vacant homes? Now, I, I have, I'm going to just weigh in here for a second on that last statement. It doesn't matter if you've bought your home, because you know how I can tell you you don't own your home? Just let your property taxes lapse. We'll see who owns your home then. See, you don't own anything. You you really don't. They can come in via even the executive orders they've got on the books, particularly when martial law is declared. They can come in and they, they own you lock, stock, and barrel. Okay, I'm talking from a temporal physical standpoint, and I'm, I'm talking, um, let's not get our eyes off the Lord Jesus Christ either, because he owns the cattle on a thousand hills. Okay, He's the one that really owns everything, the universe. So bear that in mind as well. What they've tried to do is paint the American civilization in particular into a corner that they cannot get out of. But the Lord is greater than any of their schemes and plans as well. And he's perfectly capable of protecting and hiding his remnant in regard to these times. And he never lets his remnant just be wiped off the planet. There's no biblical precedent for that at all. The opposite biblical precedent is always set. Okay, so just bear that in mind too. I don't want everybody to go crazy and you know get suicidal. We have to keep our eyes on the Lord Jesus Christ. So, the mortgage isn't paid, possession reverts to the banks. And again, that applies to property taxes as well. Don't pay your property taxes, they come and they'll, they'll get it just as easily that way. And when this stuff starts to go down, where, where these lands, where these lands, the, you know, these hundred mile constitution free zone that we mentioned these these uh, then this agenda 21 where there's where they've designated little or no human activity they're going to come in and take that land anyway that's why i'm not really big on having your own land because they can come get it and if your name is on it and they know where you're at they know where to come get you again the lord can protect you I'm just saying, I'm, I'm stating the obvious here, so at least you're, you're, you've, you've heard this at least one time. You do what the Lord's telling you to do, okay? But these are just things that you need to bear in mind. Logic dictates that they must be rendered unusable. This is her theory, that these vacant houses that will be in these, these areas designated as little or no human activity, according to Agenda 21, these, this biosphere map, that they've designated, and now we have this 100-mile constitution-free zone that I think will play into that as well, um, to a certain extent. Logic dis dictates that these unused houses will be rendered unusable. Most likely they will be stripped of copper and condemned and later bulldozed. They can't have any non-cooperative human subjects fleeing the cesspit cities for the fresh air of the country. They will have to render all repossessed houses unlivable in the little to no human activity zones. Again, that's ultimately what they would like to do. 
Okay, I'm not saying that's exactly the way it's going to totally go down. I don't. I, in fact, I don't believe that. I don't. I don't believe that that um, ultimately they're going to be able to accomplish every bit of their plans to the fullest extent in regard to these these things. I mean, hey, if they had their way, we would have literally been under all this in 1984, George Orwell. That was literally their plan. So obviously, the Lord Jesus Christ has foiled their plan time and time and time and time again. I believe to give the remnant more time to prepare, more people to get ultimately saved, you know, these types of things. So, going further, concomitant to the orchestrated mortgage meltdown, there is an Orwellian-sounding plan credit crunch, meaning that businesses who operated on the knife's edge and had to use credit to continue operating day-to-day are no longer able to get the credit they require. You know, listen, if that's how you've operated your business, I'm not, I don't want to condemn you, but the the, the the Bible says that the borrower is slave to the lender. And oh man, no man, anything. You know? We're not supposed to go around and get in debt and rely on credit. It's unbiblical. Totally unbiblical to operate your life that way. And if you've, if you've operated your life that way, where you've had to use credit to continue day-to-day operations, it's kind of like Caesar's calling in the chips. It's, it's time to pay the piper. In regard to that, if, if that's where you've you've made your um, your living, and now that system is collapsing, well, you've kind of reaping what you sow. Now, I'm I'm talking to myself. I'm not saying I haven't made mistakes, made some real bonehead moves financially before I was fully aware of all this stuff. And again, we're destroyed for lack of knowledge, according to Hosea four six, and these types of things. So, uh, I'm not sitting here wanting to condemn anyone in regard to that. I'm just saying. Even if you're saved or unsaved, you're still going to reap what you sow. Okay? The borrower is slave to the lender. Credit cards are totally unbiblical. I don't really believe debit cards are, but from the standpoint, the crooked banking system is unbiblical. Totally. Unjust scales and balances are an abomination to God. And and I've went over this time and time again about how the banking systems are based on on unjust scales and balances. They create money out of thin air. They loan money out of thin air. It's well proven. There, and there's a little video that I've forwarded to people on, on uh, the modern day banking system. That brass, I believe it's under brass check. And they show you. They show you how it all started. And how incredibly unethical and unbiblical that it is. Of course, there are secular... They don't, they don't view it from a biblical standpoint, but you can see how unethical it really is. Then she goes on to say, no more ships bringing in goods, truckers able to deliver goods, employees able to pay employee, employers able to pay employees, grocery stores will run completely out of stocks within three days, stock within three days, without stock being brought to them by trucks, it makes for a desperate situation and desperate people, order out of chaos, that's what they want to create. Don't be caught flat-footed when this stuff starts to go down. With jobs, no one can consume. Without consumption, the entire U.S. economy then collapses. The U.S. government is in the process of, def- of defaulting on its debts. Smartmoney.com said, quote, short-term treasury yields actually turn negative. The U.S. will have to be demonetized. The U.S. dollar will have to be demonetized at some point in 2009 which will instantly render all paper currency worldwide totally valueless. Now, I'm not going to go 
so far as to say that. Totally valueless. But, it's the perfect opportunity to impl implement the, the Amero, which they're going to say all of a sudden does have value. All by design. With empty grocery stores and no means of exchange, there will be food riots very quickly. Be assured that the power companies, the digital television that we talked about, and the cable will still be working at that time, though. Why? Even though other businesses will not be. This is important to the plan because everyone will be glued to their TV waiting for the mother government to tell them what is going on and what they should do. So just remember, you heard it here first, if, you, if this is all news to you, you heard it here first. They're going to be waiting, everybody's going to be glued to the TV so the, te so the power companies and the cable television aren't going to go. Hey, why would they want the, the cable, uh, or even not cable, but just regular television, they're not going to want that to go down. They're, they're In the midst of all this crisis, they're so concerned that everybody has that crisp, clear, digital television that they're going to enact in, what is it, like, we're 40 or 50 days away now. The big countdown. It's like the ball dropping on New Year's Eve for, for digital television. Everybody's waiting with bated breath. It's unbelievable. Why are they so concerned about that digital television? Just kind of funny, maybe because it's going to be used as one of the chief literal brainwashing tools in their plan that they have ahead. And they may wait until digital television is fully been set in place until this stuff starts to go down because now they've got one of their main mind control uh, brainwashing technologies set in place. And it obviously is very important to them. And again, we, we did a whole study on this a couple weeks ago. You can It's silent sound, digital television. That's what it's entitled. So she's saying, don't worry, the, the power companies and the cable the, and the television will still be working. Then the New World Order plan will then shift into high gear at this point. Local representatives of mother government will announce that all hungry, desperate people should all go quietly and calmly to their nearest school, community center, or some other place that mother government will help them. This will also include the local 501c3 churches who under who have been designated to actually be under Homeland Security directives. Now, I've got a whole teaching. I've done teachings on this. Just key in 501c3 or just 501 in the search box on my homepage. Key that in. Look at the PDF that's connected with that. There's a PDF on each page. A little white box to say PDF. Right under the big green button, about two buttons down. Click on that. You can see the actual Homeland Security Directive. I'm not making this stuff up. Which designates these 501c3 churches as part of Homeland Security. Whether they like it or not. Well, they can't do that. It's God's church. No, it's not. It was created by the government via the Internal Revenue Service. They had to get permission. It's a corporate entity of the state. That's what all 501c3 churches are. If they created you, they can tell you what to do. They gave you your right to exist. People wonder why the churches are so corrupted. Why they're, why they're not preaching on any of this stuff. Why they're not warning their people. Well, it's because they've been leavened. Leavened. Not only are they preaching out of a false Bible most of the time, some modern day perversion, and not a King James Bible, but they're 501c3 corporate entities with the pastors, the CEO, and the board of directors as the deacons. And that's how, that's how it's actually designated in the paperwork for the church, whether they designate it that way or not, 
That's how the IRS will. When you have a wicked institution creating your church, it's not under God. Anything's, anything with two heads is a monster, right? Well, how can it be under Jesus Christ and under the state? You can't serve two masters. You have to choose whom this day you're going to serve. You can't bow the knee to Baal and the, and the knee to God at the same time. That is a gigantic reason why the church is in the shape it's in. And people will say, yeah, but I still don't understand why, why they're so blinded. It's because when you let a satanic organization form and give your church the right to exist, or an organization, let's say, let's just say it, that's not of God. There's no place in the Bible that, it, that God says, oh, thou shalt incorporate thy church so that you can be an entity of the state. Well, it does say obey the laws of the land, not if it contradicts the Bible. Jesus Christ is supposed to be head of the church. Not a corporation, not a, not a state entity. Well, why do they do it? So they can write it off on their, their, their parishioners can write it off on their IRS taxes. Well, that's a great motivation. And so, you know, they, they can keep records. And so that, uh, the, um, they can get subsidies from the government as a 501c3 nonprofit corporate entity. So there's a lot of reasons. It boils down to greed and complacency. Slothfulness. I'm not saying everybody that has a five... I'm not... I'm just saying that it's going to leaven you and there is a spiritual dynamic that takes place when you incorporate your church that is unseen. You can't see it. And this is exactly why the stuff that I get into every week, it's not being taught, it's not being preached any other place. Now I understand I'm a watchman. I'm different than, than a normal ministry. We are the body of Christ, remember. Can the finger say to the eye, depart of me, I have no need of you. I get people saying, yes, preach the gospel, bless God. Don't tell me what to do. I'm a watchman. You don't know what my calling is. I'm not going to make apologies for, my, for, for a calling that the Lord gave me. I'm sorry. I don't condemn an evangelist for going out and evangelizing people. Or a pastor for being pastor over a fly. I don't condemn them. I'm a watchman. A teacher. I'm not a pastor. Or an evangelist. I try to point people to the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm trying to warn people. Because I see the sword coming to the city. And it's my job to warn them. It's as though they want me to make apologies for the way... There's not enough people doing this. I wish there was more. Sticking to the Bible, though. Not not doing it in such a way where they're getting off into some fringe doctrine and in their own in their own opinions and these types of things. I'm always trying to point people back to the Lord Jesus Christ in regard to these matters. So, anyway, I'm not yelling at my listeners. I'm just saying there's some out there and they're not really my listeners. They're just some that would listen to me occasionally and they get all mad. Well, what's happening is, is they don't like the information, is what it boils down to. They've never heard it before. And so, what they try to do is discredit me by saying, oh, bless God, you just need to preach the gospel, that's all you need to worry about. Is that so? Hmm. Bible says to have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but to rather reprove them. Reprove is, is to, be, to make manifest, to shed light on a subject. We are to be salt and light. What does light do? Light sheds Light exposes darkness. Salt is a preservative. Salt is a lot of times an irritant as well. 
We're supposed to mark them which cause division and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you have learned and avoid them. For they that are such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly, and by good words and fair speeches, deceive the hearts of the simple. Romans 16, verse 17 and 18. You could go on and on. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies and hypocrisy, and having their conscience seared with a hot iron. That's the time we're living in. That's the time we're moving into. Right now. We need to, to have this mindset. God said he was going to be the one that sends the strong delusion. That they will believe a lie, that they might all be damned to receive not the love of the truth. It's being sent, the apostasy is in full swing, the falling away of the church, the wicked is getting ready to be revealed, and the restraining force of God, he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. It's getting ready to be taken out of the way. And then that wicked one will be revealed. The stuff that they've been announcing on Maitreya, on History Channel, on Wall Street Journal, on Rush Limbaugh, on Nancy Grace Live, and who knows whatever else. I saw the commercial the other day. They've got it up on the internet now. Call Share International. Give you the 800 number. There's going to be a light in the sky for a week. There's going to be lying signs and wonders like you've never seen before. How did, how did the Bible say he's going to come? With all lying signs and wonders? That's what he did. He's going to deceive those by, he's going to deceive all in the world by those miracles which he, which he'll wrought. False prophet, the Antichrist. And there's going to be many Antichrists. And then we have all this technology that I've mentioned in order to bolster that. I'm telling you, it all lines up with the Bible. What we're talking about here. Okay, so what we had ended on before was in regard to, you know, mother government telling these people that are hungry and starving when all this starts happening, because most of them have done nothing to prepare whatsoever. Um, go calmly to near school, community center, or I would say church, 501c3 institution, and the mother government. Now, this is also a place they're going to institute forced vaccinations. These types of things, particularly if there's avian flu. Uh, I believe that if you're on any of these lists, you'll be segregated at that point and, and most likely taken to internment camps. There's a good likelihood that that would happen. This, of course, will pick up, will be the pickup points to transport people to the FEMA camps that we've mentioned. All 1,400, and she's saying there's 1,400 of them, which is about double of what, you know, a lot of people are saying. So if they can be taken care of and provided with the things they need, here is the document that says exactly how people will be processed in. She gives you the document here, you can click on. Here is the list of executive orders allowing the president to nix the Constitution, suspend the Congress, and institute martial law. These, I mean, we're talking, this is ancient history. This stuff's been around for a long time. These are real executive orders. We're not making this stuff up. The institute martial law, separate families, remove entire communities, take possession of all communication, all food sources, water supplies, and so on. Again, but just remember, can God... Can the Lord Jesus Christ protect you no matter what plans they have? Absolutely. Get right with the Lord now. Make your preparations now as the Lord leads. And have faith to believe that He can. Because if you have faith, if you don't have faith that He can protect you, without faith it is impossible to please God. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So if you have no faith... Well, 
you need to question your salvation because for you're saved by grace through faith and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. According to Ephesians 2, 8, 9. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth on him should not perish but have everlasting life. Okay, it's through the Lord Jesus Christ. You're saved by grace through faith and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Okay, so faith in the Lord Jesus Christ first. Okay? But just remember, he's perfectly capable of protecting you, but have faith to believe it. And if you don't feel like your faith is there, read the word of God, because faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Play it in your house as well. Because this stuff that I'm talking about today isn't going to edify faith. I admit that. doesn't mean that a watchman's still not supposed to warn people. Just keep your perspective, biblically. Okay, so they... You know, through these executive orders, they have they have the power uh, to do these things. And then it says, Woe unto you if you have a skill that would be helpful to mother government. You can be conscripted without remuneration, meaning they can take you without pay, and they don't have to return you. How is that for an employer from hell? That's what she poses. Then, after most hungry and scared people obey the talking head on the TV and go willingly to the camps, there will be some who have heeded the advice and taken steps necessary to provide emergency food, buy guns and ammunition, and safety gear for themselves and their families. These holdouts will be problematic for Mother Government and the New World Order plan. Rest assured that as people that as people are processed into the camps and their information entered into the IRIS system, the IRIS system, and she's got a link you can click into, see what that is, it will be checked against the consolidated databases and holdout names that will be noted. Remember, once martial law is declared due to the emergency of the dollar demonetization, now she's saying this dollar dollar demonetization is the linchpin for this stuff to go down. Now, Grin, there's many linchpins, but it seems to be the most likely scenario right now. That devil betray a guy said in his last newsletter that he's been waiting for the doll, for a global economic collapse in order to make his emergence. And isn't it kind of funny, he starts advertising on all these mainstream, American, supposedly credible news outlets that I've mentioned, all of a sudden at the same time, the global meltdown. And he's saying the reason he's doing that is because his appearance is near. <coughs> We're right on the cusp, one way or another. We're on the cusp of the Bible. I mean, to me, this makes the Bible come alive anyway. But we're right on the cusp of really seeing serious biblical end-time prophecy initiated and fulfilled. And remember, the Lord's letting it happen. Going further... There, uh, when the dollar is demonetized, there is no more constitution, there are no more rights, holdouts will be considered enemies of the state. Remember Psalm 91 and Psalm 64. I've done a whole teaching on Psalm 64 in precatory prayers. A Christian's door of hope. So you can key just Psalm 64 if you'd like uh, in the keyword search box on my homepage. Going further, when most Americans are safely within the clutches of FEMA... The squalid conditions, forced vaccinations, and substandard, irritated, and non-nutritive food will cause many deaths. But that's fine because it's because it's trying to depopulate the world anyway. Remember what the Georgia Guidestones say, which are like the Ten Commandments to the New World Order? 
Reduce world population to 500 million? That's one of their main things. There's too many people right now to manage. they got to kill us. One of the main goals, I believe, is going to be a large-scale eradication of the population. Now, whether the Lord permits that to happen or not, on the scale they want it to happen, I don't know. But I know that's their plan. I don't think that the Lord's going to permit a 95% reduction in population prior to the tribulation. I, I just, I don't think that's the case. I don't see biblical Bible for that. Okay? I'm not saying it couldn't happen, but a 95% reduction of world population, you know, prior to the tribulation, you would think that would have been mentioned very clearly in some aspect of Scripture. I don't see that. Not to say there's not going to be a lot of people dying, though. It's hard to say. Again, we're some of this we're postulating. What it equals is more people that are dead equals less slaves to manage. Some will be assigned to work crews to demolish and abandon and re the repossessed homes in the no-human-activity zones. Others will be working in the cities for the massive influx of slaves via Executive Order 1104. Once the work is done and the controllers are ready then to repopulate the cities, Mother Government has an electronic dossier on each person containing any and all information obtainable that given willingly to Mother Government and that gleaned from the extensive data mining operations, legal and illegal, it contains not only school and medical records, travel, employment and purchasing history, social networking, uh, communications and your political leanings, and everything else they can get their hands on, and it all adds up to your data double, for which they will run algorithms to figure out your personality. Now, again, I don't believe they're going to be able to devote this type of of effort to each and every single person that, you know what I mean, this may be done on some of the highest or higher level peoples that they really want to get to. Again, but if they're a born again Bible believing Christian, it doesn't matter. If the Lord's going to protect that person, as we talked about last week from that from that uh, quote from Stonewall Jackson, that the, per, that the time of your death is sealed if you're chosen to die, you know, prior to the Lord coming back as a born-again Christian, that your death is fixed and sealed. There's nothing you can do about it to change that. And if we would live our lives that way with that in view, we would live, as Stonewall Jackson said, all men would, would, would be equally as brave if they lived their lives that way, realizing. And it really is true if you think about it. And as a born-again Christian, death is the doorway to heaven. Absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So, no matter what I'm talking about here, remember, this is written by a secular person who's looking at absolute total worst case scenario. And again, that's what we get a lot from the Alex Jones site. We get a lot of, uh, of I believe, yes, validated facts, but it's not pointing people to the Lord Jesus Christ. It's very, very, very one-sided, doom and gloom stuff. What I try to do is interject biblical Christianity within this discussion so that we have biblical balance. Saying that, that you know, remember one other thing too. Um, if you are on the run, let's say, the last thing that you want to have is a cell phone that's connected to your name with the battery in it. Because they can triangulate that signal and find you wherever you are. 
that's well known. There was this uh, murder mystery thing the other night, and one of the first things the guys did where they couldn't track him is he took he had a cell phone and he took the battery out. They couldn't track him. Okay, so understand that is valid. I'm not saying God can't protect you, but something to think about. And if you have one of these new cars too, like OnStar and that type of thing, <laughs> they know exactly where you're at, particularly with that type of technology installed in there. Uh, they, that's a whole other rabbit trail. We really don't have time to go down today. So this data double, um, which they can run algorithms to figure out your personality, emotional, and mental state. It contains everything there is to know about how that you can obtain about you that they can obtain and think that they know about you. With this information, they run simulations to determine what your reaction will be to any given stimulus. The reaction of others with a similar profile to determine the best way to eliminate you. Okay, Again, let's have biblical balance when we check into this. With extensive satellite and land-based surveillance, smart dust and other technologies, they will be able to determine where the holdouts are and with the results of their simulations, the best way to mitigate the trouble mitigate the trouble a holdout may cause. This will include massive aerial spraying in order to sicken holdouts. Chemtrails are already doing that. I recommend praying against the chemtrail planes when you see them skying, flying. Pure evil. Ru- they, uh, they would try to ruin crops, kill livestock, and, and um, not already in the hands of mother government. There will be no mercy as those who think for themselves and truly value freedom are the most dangerous to their plan. But do not forget that more patriots are waking up every day due to the dedicated and dynamic efforts of patriots everywhere. But again, where is the emphasis here? It's on the patriots. It's not on the Lord Jesus Christ. It's on the patriots. It's what we're going to rise up and do. It's what you get with Alex Jones. Okay? Not saying he can't glean, but again, he's pointing people now to this Catholic thing, rabidly, will not acknowledge it, will not take the banners down. Everything's man-centered. I don't care he can call himself a born-again Christian all day long. By their fruits you shall know them. I'm not saying there's stuff you can't glean, but remember, if you go Alex, Alex's way, if all you had were Alex Jones to lead you to the truth, you would ultimately end up in hell. Because you're not going to get the gospel. You're not going to get pointed to the true source of our, our hope. So they're saying the dedicated dynamic efforts of patriots, there will be many, many more of us than there are of them. Uh, that's debatable. If we redouble our efforts at education, especially of law enforcement and military preparation, we have a real chance of not only slowing down the nefarious New World Order plan, but stopping it. No, we don't. Because the Bible predicted it was going to be this way. There is going to be a one-world government, a one-world currency, a one-world religious system. Yes, I think we should do what we can do to try to stop it and to slow it down. Yes, that's why my ministry is here. But ultimately, it's going to happen. We're still supposed to occupy till he comes. We're still supposed to be good soldiers. Salt and light. Then he said, they say only 5% of the population fought the British in the Revolutionary War. The colonists were outgunned, outmanned, and outspent, but their determination to be free outweighed everything that was thrown at them. It doesn't really matter, because again, it's what the Bible says is going to ultimately be the end, or, 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 the, or the ultimate outcome. What we face, they go on to say, is a much greater tyranny and truly diabolical people who are bent on the near destruction of the human race. 
This is a hellish, nightmarish scenario, but if one reads the documents, the plan is laid bare out for all to see. Time is very, very short, and those who understand must do everything in their power to educate others and prepare for what is coming. If you don't take care of yourself, mother government will. And I, I agree. You know, Praying and fasting. Huge regarding this scenario. You know, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Fasting essentially supercharges prayer life. If, if you don't know where God's wanting to lead you in these, in these times we're coming or whatever, pray and fast. You, you can't go wrong praying and fasting. Unless you're praying and fasting to Buddha or, or some false deity. Uh, my, before we go on to the next article, my little girl just informed me that um, my mom, who had got a recent car, which was OnStar... Um, I don't know, wired, I guess you'd say. She was sitting in the car and the guy came on the microphone and what asked if they would, if she wanted to set up an, the account for it. And she said, no, I'm not in a good position right now. And the guy from OnStar said, well, why not? I can see that you're in your garage now. Why isn't it convenient? And then what she said, I, I gotta go. I mean, that's nice. He knew she was in her garage. And he was basically badgering her about not getting this set up. Talk about Big Brother. But, you know, all you're going to see are the, are the little commercials. Oh, this is OnStar. What's your emergency? You know, and, and, and they're going to use it. And yes, I understand. I'm sure it's been used to save some lives. I mean, obviously, they're going to they're gonna play up every good point that can be played up. If we had a, if we had a born-again Christian government that wasn't out, you know, to ultimately destroy us. Just look at the Georgia Guidestones, the Ten Commandments for the coming New World Order. Well, that would be one thing. But unfortunately, Big Brother can't be trusted. And they're going to use any technology like this in order to spawn you in any way that they can. So, the next article is entitled, The U.S. Dollar is Not Worth Saving. This is by a guy named William Buckler. Buckler. He is the captain of the privateer. Evidently, it is a, um, it's called 321gold.com. He's the, I guess, the main guy. This is just from December 22nd. I'm just going to read a couple excerpts. And it says, the U.S. Federal Reserve has made it to zero. It has no further place to go after cutting official interest rates to record lows of 0.00 to 0.25%. Since September the Fed's balance sheet has grown from $900 billion to $2 trillion plus as the U.S. Central Bank has created new money and lent it through all of its new programs. Now remember, they're creating all this money out of thin air. Nothing's backing it. That's, that's insane, but that's what's happening. So just since September, the Fed's balance sheet has grown from $900 billion to $2 trillion. As the U.S. central banks have created new money and lent it out through all of its new programs, the Fed now has plans to buy up U.S. mortgage-backed debt and the consumer debt on paper. This will take place, take its balance sheet up to about $3 trillion. The Fed plans to sell its own debt paper in part to fund this. This is the essence of a fascist economy, where the government starts to own everything. U.S. consumer prices have fallen in November, at the fastest rate since 1932, darkest days of the Great Depression. The U.S. Labor Department reported on December 16th, the U.S. CPI fell by 1.9%, 1 
the biggest decline since January 1932 at the nadir of the Great Depression. Cash, not credit, is king. Before I forget, too, I should mention this. I believe I got kicked off of iTunes this week. The Apple iTunes. I had a couple different people email me so they couldn't access my teachings up on iTunes anymore. Now, I'm going to try to resubmit them when I get time. I'm just so busy right this second. And maybe it's a false alarm, but it wouldn't surprise me if I got kicked off of iTunes as what I'm going to be saying is more and more and more going to be dubbed as politically incorrect. And eventually, when they take over the Internet, this is all going to be a moot point. You won't be able to hear this stuff anymore. Maybe you'll be able to hear on shortwave. I don't know. But I've seen several articles this week on how they're trying to take over the Internet. I don't know how much more time I've got up on the Internet is what I'm saying. So if you want, you know, I've, a lot of people have done this. They have um, downloaded the teachings, saved them to a hard drive. What you may want to do is not only save them to a hard drive, but save them to an external hard drive. And do not keep it connected to your computer. Because if you got hit with lightning or computer virus, it's going to destroy that. So that's, that's just wise to do anyway. Back up your computer. Okay? That's, you should be doing that anyway, is really the reality. Uh, so, anyway, Taylor just informed me again, my roving reporter, that um, she she's familiar a lot more with iTunes than I am. Um, not because she's up there listening to secular music either, so don't think that. But regarding iTunes, uh, she had heard that they were um, going to be enacting this hate speech um, up on iTunes so that they're going to be banning all of that. And it's going to happen. It's going to happen on YouTube. They're probably going to take Sermon Audio down. Now, right now on YouTube, there's uh, two or three listeners, no, at least three, that are taking my teachings and actually archiving them up on YouTube. Not to say I'm like the be-all, end-all of truth or whatever, but just so you know, they are up there. And if you can, just either Dr. Scott Johnson's Sermon Audio or something like that up on uh, YouTube, you can find these. The one man has actually taken every single one of my teachings, put it up there, and uh, it's right now, it's like the 68th most downloaded website in the United Kingdom, or, or most subscribed to YouTube website in the United Kingdom. I mean, he's getting massive downloads. I'm actually getting more downloads on that now than I am on, on all my sermon audio stuff combined. And last month, we had another record month, we had 26,000 uh, MP3 downloads on uh, Sermon Audio. And, I, you know, I praise the Lord and I thank my listeners, you know, but that's growing. But if you look at what the Google and the YouTube sites are doing, I don't even know where we're at. And I really believe it's it's end times and I thank anyone out there doing that. I thank the people that have donated into this ministry. If I haven't been able to thank you either via internet or by mail, I, I just, my heartfelt thanks goes out to you. God bless you. Thank you. Um, I know I don't, there's certain things I probably should mention that I just, I get going on a teaching and I don't mention it. So I, I want to take the time to do that. And again, because I don't know how much more time I've got up here. Uh, maybe we got another year. I don't know. I don't think we're getting out of 2009. And if you prepare as though we're not, it's not like God's going to rebuke you. I mean, the, the prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself. The Bible talks about considering the ant. Though he be little, he stored his meat up in summer so that he has food in winter. There's nothing in the biblical about doing that. When Jesus said, you know, 
take no heed for your life and these types of things. That, that's one thing as far as the cares of this world. Okay, We're talking about a different set of circumstances here that we're going to be facing in the very near future. Now, by all means, if Jesus Christ has told you not to do anything, not to prepare, not to do, you know, hey, just be sure you're hearing the, the voice of the Lord in that because there's scriptural precedent for preparing. Okay, There's scriptural precedent. Let's go further. Since Now, this is the end of this article. Since the rally peaked on November 21st, the U.S. dollar has fallen in international value against all 16 and most widely traded currencies. According to data compiled by Bloomberg, no wonder U.S. policymakers have flooded the world with an extra $8.5 trillion through 23 different plans designed to bail out the U.S. financial system and pump up the American economy. They're, you, they're flooding the world with worthless currency that's printed with nothing backing it. It's got to collapse sometime. You can't, there's nothing holding it up. Now comes the Fed's zero interest policy in its own attempts to sell more debt under its own banners. The U.S. dollar is on the edge of global sell-off. It is no longer worth saving, buying, or even holding as an investment. So, I mean, if you've got a lot of paper money or paper stocks or whatever that are denominated in U.S. dollars, I mean, I have to in good conscience tell you, you, you need to... Gold, silver, foods, whatever God's telling you to do with it. But when the dollar's demonetized, it's not going to be worth anything. Let's let's look at this further. I mean, and now these are from these are from financial websites. Yes, it's not in the, in the front page of the paper because the paper, the media is controlled by Big Brother. But there are places on the internet you can go to get the truth. Factual knowledge. Here's another one. This was from October 3rd of this year, but it's very relevant. This is from Market Outlook. Uh, the U.S. ships 800 billion Ameros to China. Prepares to demonetize the U.S. dollar. Now, I understand Hal Turner's been big on this. And I understand Hal Turner's very, very prejudiced. Very, very much a racist. And there's been some things that he's put out that's been debunked. But I'm talking about, let's look at the big picture. This isn't Hal Turner I'm quoting from here. Okay, This is from a totally separate, this is from investment-blog.net. Uh, Market Outlook, October 3rd. I've never seen this refuted, this article. <clears throat> the U.S. Secretary of Treasury has informed the China Development Bank, <clears throat> and there's a little link you can click on to see what the China Development Bank is. You can go to their website. That the U.S. has shipped 800 billion of a new currency called the Amero, which is to be based upon the merging of the economies of the United States, Mexico, and Canada in what is termed as the North American Union. Now it's so crazy because they've they've had all these meetings, Bush and all the lead, head leaders of Mexico and, and uh, Canada, security and prosperity agreements. I've done all kinds of studies on this North American Union. Just key it in. All kind of documentation that exists. And if, when questioned about this, they act as though it doesn't exist. They, oh no, there's not going to be a North, no, there's not going to be a coming uh, Merrill currency. They deny it. They totally deny it. And yet, they're taking all these plans. It's almost as like they're seeing how stupid, how much they can get away with on the American populace. They're so flagrant. 
But people think because it's not in the front of the paper that it can't be true. The current American debt obligation to China, currently based on in the U.S. dollar, is now estimated to be a staggering sum of $2.5 trillion. That's how much we owe to China. And which this new Amero will be in exchange for $400 billion of this debt as the current American currency is set to be devalued by 50% before the end of the year. Now, that did not happen. Thank God. It's like God keeps giving us more and more time. They're saying, though, it's going to be devalued by 50%. Turner's saying it's going to be 90 The other one was saying it was going to be de- demonetized to virtually nothing. Take your pick. Even if it's 50%. If you had $10,000 in hard-earned money, would you like it that the next night it's worth 5000 That's not something most people are going to be real happy about. And that's probably best-case scenario. Virtually unknown to the American people is that the current leader of the U.S. Department of Treasury, Henry M. Paulson Jr., has been tasked by President Bush to lead the efforts to join the economies of the U.S., Canada, and Mexico, and also the head of the North American Development Bank, the binational financial institution established by American states and Mexico to the further merging of their economies, and the leader of the Border Environment Cooperation Commission of the BE. CC, the organization created by the governments of the United States and Mexico to further the implementation of the North American Free Trade Agreement, or NAFTA. This is all part of the North American Union, NAFTA, CAFTA, GATT, leading into the North American Union. This has been been prepared for a long time. The superhighway that's going to go through the middle of the country. Go, Just access my other teachings. Click on the PDFs. You can see it all. I've done whole studies on this stuff. This is kind of ancient history. I mean, we're talking about NAFTA, North American Union. This is important to note as the final provisions of the NAFTA agreement were implemented on January 1st, 2008. Leaving only the final merging of the economies of the U.S., Mexico, and Canada into the North American Union to be accomplished, of which we can read... President Bush is pursuing a globalist agenda to create a North American Union, effectively erasing our borders with Mexico and Canada... This was the hidden agenda behind the Bush administration's true open border policy. Secretly, the Bush administration is pursuing a policy to expand NAFTA politically, setting the stage for the North American Union designed to accomplish the U.S., Canada, and Mexico. What the Bush administration truly wants is the free, unimpeded movement of people across open borders with Mexico and Canada. Bush President Bush intends to give U.S. sovereignty to the North American Union, a new economic and political entity, which the President is quietly forming, much as the European Union has formed. Remember, there's going to be ten regions, globally, lines up with the Bible, the ten horns, and then the eleventh horn, the Antichrist, coming up. We're going to be the ten kings. One of the ten kings is going to preside over the North American Union. I would, I would imagine a great candidate for that's Obama because you know everybody worldwide just loves it. They're under his spell. And I've done several teachings on Obama. We just can Obama and you get your boat loaded there. Uh, let's go further. It is also interesting to note the American economists have been warning about the replacing of the U.S. dollar with the Amero. Due to pressure from China for nearly two years, as we can read in December 2006, report titled, Analysis, Dollar Collapse Would Result in the Amero. Now remember, this isn't some fringe conspiracy site. 
that I'm quoting from. They're just saying this in a very matter-of-fact way. Most of what I've said to you on, on like, the things like, um, a lot of the different terms I've used all have little links that you can click into and explore further. This isn't from Alex Jones. Or, this is just from an investment site. Very matter-of-fact about what's going on. Now, this... Uh, this article that we're quoting from next, analysis, dollar collapse would result in a marrow, says, as World Daily Net reporter reported earlier this week, in an unusual move, the Bush administration is sending virtually the entire economic aid team to visit China for a strategic economic dialogue. In Beijing, Thursday and Friday, Treasury Secretary Henry Paulson and Federal Reserve Chairman Ben Bernanke are leading the delegation along with five other cabinet-level officials including Secretary of Commerce Carlos Guterres. Also in the de- delegation will be Labor Secretary Elaine Chao, Health and Human Services Secretary Mike Levette, and Energy Secretary Sam Bodman, and U.S. Trade Representative Susan Schwab. But Chapman doubts the trip will help the Fed to engineer a slow dollar slide. The Chinese are going to do what the Chinese want to do, not what we want them to do, he said. I believe the Chinese are going to send Secretary Treasury, uh, Treasury Secretary Paulson and, and Bernanke home packing with little or nothing to show for the trip. So how severe will the coming dollar collapse be? People in the U.S. are going to be hit hard, Chapman warned. In the severe recession we are entering now, Bush will argue that we have to form a North American Union to compete with the euro. Now again, this is pure confirmation of everything we've stated in the fa- past regarding the North American Union and the Amero. Now with Obama, he's really going to be, you know, having no problem with any of this because he's going to he's going to want to bring solutions, and to him, he's going to present this as a long-term solution. People are so trusting to this devil that, and they're not trusting of Bush, and that's probably a big reason why he's going to be the one that ushers this in because the trust factor. You're not going to have as much opposition with Obama at the helm as you are Bush. Uh, they go on to say, creating the Amero Chapman explained will be presented to the American public as the administration's solution for the dollar's recovery. In the process of creating the Amero, the Bush administration just abandons the dollar. The prophetic warnings of these American economists are indeed coming to pass as during the month of September alone, 10 years worth of gains on U.S. stock markets have been wiped out in their entirety and the bank runs now occurring in the United States for the first time since the days of Great Depression, leading to the failure of 13 banks. There's been banks that have been toppling like crazy. Some of their largest and the imminent failure of 117 more forecasted by the U.S. government. Now, again, there's a little link to like the 117. You can go look at them. Which ones? U.S. Treasury Secretary Paulson, however, continues leading the charge, attempting to force upon the American people the final peg to their own demise by completely bankrupting the U.S., leaving it no other choice but to completely discard the almost totally worthless U.S. dollar and replace it with the Amero. It's coming. It goes without saying that American people will greatly resist the replacement of their dollar. But this cannot be said when tens of millions of them are without jobs and their life savings have become worthless because the dollar's been demonetized, leaving them with no other choice but to accept what their leaders have planned for them all along. Now, this is, again, this is investmentblog.net saying this. 
We're not reading off Alex Jones. We're not reading off some conspiracy site. This is what they're just very matter-of-factly saying here. So, I had a note here, and I mentioned this, but I'll just read this again. Get your money into gold and silver, provisions, long-term food, water purification, uh, the mild silver protein, survival supplies, uh, things like a travel trailer, a vehicle to pull it, somewhere that you can, you know, I'm, I'm saying as the Lord leads, these are things that you can do proactively. Okay, as most uh, likely, pretty soon, your paper may not be worth anything. And if it is in the bank when all this goes down, you'll most likely never see it again. Now, I've never really been dogmatic saying you got to do it, you know. But again, if we make it through this year without this stuff going down, it will be a miracle. Steve Quayle is very adamant on this. He's saying we don't have until what he had heard was April. Now, I understand. Date setting is not what I'm about. Okay, but fact is, digital TV's coming. They seem to be really, really concerned about that. Obama's coming into office. We got this thing going on right now with the Middle East and the Gaza. World War III, the potential there. That being the linchpin to a lot of other things happening, particularly the arrival of the Antichrist. We have the worldwide economic global meltdown that's occurring right now. We have Maitreya chiming in, advertising on mainstream media, saying he's been waiting for the global economic collapse. We have this article right here we were looking at with the Amero and how they're going to demonetize the dollar. And it's all by design and it's all planned. How much do we need to see? Again, I'm not mad at anybody saying I'm just saying if there's still skeptics out there. I mean, how much more do we need to see? Let's go further. Here's an article uh, which is entitled, Japanese told to write off the U.S. Treasuries and forgive debt. This is from Bloomberg, another, I would call them, you know, not a conspiracy theory site for sure. Okay. And I don't even like using that word because conspiracy, it's, it's acting as though it's just a bunch of garbage. You know, so much of the time, that's where you actually get the truth. But they like to label it as conspiracy theory. Okay, but this is Bloomberg. Okay, 12-24-08, just not that long ago. Tokyo, Japan, the largest and most respected credit rating agency in Japan, is telling the government there to write off any U.S. Treasury notes it is holding because of the U.S. cannot pay. The U.S. government will struggle to finance increasing debt levels needed to dig the economy out of recession. Uh, Mr. McCooney, president of the credit ratings agency McCooney and Company. The dollar may lose as much as 40% of its value to 50 yen or 60 yen from the current spot rate of 90.4 today in Tokyo unless Japan takes drastic measures to help bail out the U.S., McCooney said. It's difficult for the U.S. to borrow its way out of the problem. McCooney said in an interview with Bloomberg Television broadcast today, Japan can help by extending debt cancellations. Now here's a commentary. The editor's commentary says, Wow, I never imagined in my entire life that my country would become a credit risk just like the third world countries, yet here we are. Foreign countries are now being openly told by their own people that the U.S. is unable to pay back its debts and debts ought to be forgiven. The only branch of government in this country that is constitutionally allowed to spend money, raise taxes, and incur debt is the Congress. You folks in Congress, both past and present, are personally, individually responsible for this. Well, I would have to say it's a big group effort, though. It's a big, satanic group effort. 
I mean, let's be realistic here. And then he says, you current and former members of Congress have literally wrecked the full faith and credit of the United States. Yeah, but we've been off the gold standard since 1933, off the silver since 1968. There's really been nothing backing our money. This thing has been irretrievably broken and unfixable for a long time. Then he says, to get your affairs in order, which is what I keep hearing over and over. Here's another one. Uh, This is from December 3rd. Um... This is now. This is from Hal Turner, but again, this confirms what we're talking. I wouldn't just ever put out an article on Hal Turner and say, "Hey, okay." But he's saying urgent new Amero paper currency exposed. I'm just going to read a couple paragraphs from this. He says, "Not a single American citizen has been officially asked if they want a new currency. Not a single member of Congress has voted on authorizing a new currency. Yet a new currency is already being printed and quietly distributed around the world." Now we just looked at that in the last article on the 800. You know, billion Ameros shipped to China. And then he says, um, this is being done without the consent of the American people, without a vote by Congress. See, they don't want to just implement this and then all of a sudden have to scramble to get the, the actual, these Ameros out. They want to preposition them so that it's preposition. It's, it's a lot less hassle for them to then implement this. Uh, this is being done without a the consent of the American people without a vote by Congress and has intentionally been covered up by every official who has been questioning questioned about it. The reason they are creating a new currency has to do with how they plan to get rid of our national debt. On October 16, 2008, the Global European Anticipation Bulletin told its, its subscribers that the present U.S. dollar will be demonetized. It won't be money anymore. And a new currency will be imposed. Old dollars will be devalued by 90%. Now, he's saying this is what the Global European Anticipation Bulletin, that's the name of the bulletin, told its subscribers that the present U.S. dollar will be demonetized and the new currency imposed. Old dollars will be devalued by 90%. So you have 10000 in cash. It's worth 1000 That's not a good investment. Think about that for a moment. A 90% devaluation. That means checking accounts, saving accounts, IRAs, 401ks, pension plans, certificates of deposit are all worth 90% less than previously. The AmeriCurrency will allow the government to literally grab 90% of our life savings and owe 90% less than they presently do in one fell swoop. They get out of debt and the rest of us are left totally destitute, broke, busted, poor, and helpless. Again, that's coming from an unsaved perspective, totally. But it's noteworthy to bring up. Here's another article from December 26. Bankers started to commit suicide. At least two bankers have killed themselves within the past few weeks as the worldwide financial crisis continues. Sources say there are many more suicides as bankers who knowingly committed fraud have been caught in the crisis and there's no way out. I just heard that today again on the radio. These these guys are dropping like flies. They're having strokes. They're dying. They're committing suicide. You reap what you sow. You're in a scale of unjust scales and balances. You reap what you sow. Okay, I'm not, if we have any bankers out, I'm not, you know, just saying, for the most part, it's a corrupt system. Well, I wasn't aware of it. Well, that's why the Bible says you're destroyed for lack of knowledge. That's why we got to do our homework. See if what we're doing lines up with the Bible. Here's another article. Mortgage defaults, getting much worse, much worse. New York, New York. 
My sources inside Citibank, Bank of America, J.P. Morgan, and other large U.S. financial institutions have told me the number of home mortgage borrowers that are defaulting on their mortgages loans are are modified is continuing to rise. More ominous, they say, there is no sign of the rising defaults leveling off. In other words, people can't make their house payment anymore. Their mortgage. Mort, meaning death. That's where we get the word, we drive the word death from. Like mortuary, mortality. Okay? Mort means death. Gauge, contract. Death, contract. The borrower is slave to the lender. Mortgages aren't biblical. I'm sorry, but they're not. Now, if you've got one, as I did in the past, I'm not condemning you. I'm just saying, we reap what we sow. Me included. So I'm not holding you to a higher accountability than I would hold myself. And I really knew better when I got mine. I was aware of a lot of this information. I still made a stupid decision. So, you know, listen, I'm, not, I'm, I'm condemning myself, you know, first. Or pointing the finger at myself first. So let's go further. It, it says that... Uh, the data outlined after the after six months, almost 37% of mortgage loans modified in the first quarter of 2008 were still 60 days or more in the red. This means that the bank and the mortgage renegotiated the delinquent loans in early 2008 to try to prevent foreclosure, but even the new mortgage terms haven't succeeded. This does not bode well for 2009. <laughs> exactly. Believe me when I tell you the financial crisis is going to get very much worse in 2009. We will see worldwide economic Armageddon in 2009. Nothing can stop it. It will make the Great Depression of 1929 look like child's play. That's his take. Here's another one from December 21st, 2008. $1.6 billion of bank bailout money went to executive bonuses, stock options, and country club memberships. Washington, D.C. The government's General Accounting Office reports that $1.6 billion of taxpayer bailout money has been given to banks, has been spent on executive bonuses, stock options, and country club memberships. Isn't that special? The government reports that 600 banking executives got the money. We got, we got to make sure those banking executives are, taking, are taken care of, you know. You know, it's, it's that important. Here's another article. Uh, this is just from the BBC. It just came out uh, the other day. And it's entitled, uh, 1229, I printed this out. Six Arab Gulf states have turned to the Eurozone for advice on how to successfully launch a single currency. Remember, we're going to have regional currencies. We're going to have the Euro, we're going to have the Amero, we're going to have whatever whatever else. So six Gulf states have already turned to to what they call the Eurozone for how to successfully launch a single currency. At the week's meeting of the Gulf bankers... The six Arab states vowed to press ahead with plans for monetary union and the launch of a single currency. And they decided to seek the help of the European Central Bank, which rolled out euro notes and coins at the start of the year with very few glitches. The member states that are trying to do this are Saudi Arabia, Qatar, Bahrain, Oman, Kuwait, and the UAE, United Arab Emirates, is what that stands for. They decided to seek the help of the European Central Bank, Okay, we already read that. Dr. Henry Osman, chief economist at Jordan Investment Trust Group, said that the monetary union should be relatively easy to achieve in the Gulf since all six currencies are already at least partially pegged to the dollar. So there's some more confirmation. My last article. Uh, American death camps. This is from um, Pastor Ed. 
Watson. American Death Camps in World War II coming back soon to a city near you. Matthew 24, 6, and says, And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. Remember that verse. The end is not yet, okay? For nation, uh, Matthew, then the next verse. For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilences. It's going to be real easy to have famines and pestilences, particularly famines, when the money's not worth anything. Okay? Particularly the dollar. Pestilences, like avian flu, bubonic plague, Whatever they're getting ready to release. And earthquakes in diverse places. They can create earthquakes. <laughs> They've got the technology to do it via harp, via a lot of other things. Reference my teaching on the avian flu, on the internet, and uh, the 16-parter. And I get it. I have a whole section on that, how they can control weather. Matthew 20, 24.8 says, And all these are the beginning of sorrows. Th- this is just the beginning. We haven't even really got into this yet. And then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you and you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And remember, the Lord Jesus Christ is on the throne. For those who think Americans... Now, this is Pastor Ed talking. For those who think Americans can never be as cruel as the Germans of World War II, the truth of the matter is that they're utterly depraved and bent toward... That man, in general, is utterly depraved and bent towards sin. Apart from the Lord Jesus Christ, yes. Americans who think that we are somehow an exception are woefully mistaken. We read in God's word that man is born in sin and is capable of great evil. Uh, Psalm 51, where, where um, David talks about, and sin did my mother, con- I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Psalm 51. We, we kill, we bomb innocent women and children. If we can just believe they are evil and we are not, uh, Jesus Christ died for them just like he did for you and me, though. Unconverted Jews will go to the same hell as the unconverted Muslim, Buddhist, Hindu, atheist, New Ager, Roman Catholic, backslidden believer, etc. So, for Christians to imagine that they, the Jews, will be saved apart from believing on Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, that is a false gospel and comes from a spirit of Antichrist. Now, this is what John Hagee teaches, that he believes in ethnic salvation, meaning the Jews don't need to come to Jesus Christ, the same way everyone else does on the planet. He's even boldly stated that Jesus Christ did not come to be the Messiah. He said that in his book, In Defense of Israel. If you don't believe me, go up to my web, my teaching I've done on this, Key and John Hagee, and uh, you can can listen to that. You can listen to his own words, actually. Because he had a TV, little TV infomercial that advertised it, and he said out of his own mouth, Jesus did not come to be the Savior. Uh, We need to know that there are these Zionistic Jews who are Talmudic, and Kabbalic, I, I added the Kabbalic, and meaning they follow the Kabbalah and the Talmud, and do not believe in the God of the Bible. They do not follow or believe in the Torah, the first five books of the Bible. They are just as evil and bloodthirsty as any Muslim, for their Talmud teaches them many of the same things as the Quran, such as deception, murder, genocide, etc. Now, understand, let me preface this by saying this is the synagogue of Satan that he's in reference to, the Zionists. I'm not condemning the whole Jewish race, okay? So don't say that I am. Just reading what he's saying here, he's in reference here to the synagogue of Satan. Okay, now remember, this is a global conspiracy. People want to blame it all on the Zionists, they want to blame it all on the Catholics, they want to blame it all on the New World Order boys, they want to blame it all on the Illuminati. Remember, who's at the head? Satan! Okay, we've got Satan at the top, the fallen cherub, okay? He's not an angel, 
not a fallen angel, technically. He, is the, he was the anointed cherub that covereth. He fell, took a third of the angels with him. During Genesis 6, some of the angels came down, I believe mainly on Mount Hermon, procreated with women, sons of God, so the daughters of men that they were fair, took them wives, all that they chose, had this Nephilim-type race that came. God had to destroy the whole world, save eight people via the flood, because the world had been so corrupted. Okay? So, it's a conspiracy that starts with Satan at the top, his fallen angels, demons, these evil entities, and then pervades into humankind. Thirteen families of the Illuminati, Catholic Church, synagogue of Satan, Zionists, you can go on and on and on. Okay, But it's a global group effort by these evil people. It's not just one little tiny group that we need to focus on and say, they're the cause of all evil. Well, I don't, I don't get into that. I just, I think we need to have a biblical balance. And I'm not saying Pastor Watson is either. I'm just wanting to, to state that, that case there, that um, we need to have biblical balance. So, uh, if we go further, these Zionists are even repudiated by the Jews and denounce their evil works. So there's a lot of the Jews that actually, you know, are against them as well, because they can see through them. The Jews need to hear the gospel and how Christ is the fulfillment of prophecy. They need to hear and how they are under the wrath of God unless they believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. They will die in their sins um, and they need to be saved. It is high time for Christians to speak the truth in error without fear. Christians who do not read their Bibles will call you anti-Jewish or call you guilty of hate speech because they follow other men's teachings instead of reading their Bible and allowing God to teach them his word. They believe the pastors who were taught and filled with air, they, they believe the pastors who were taught and filled with air from seminary, which I call cemeteries, most of the time, and keep too busy to read the word, the true word of God, the King James Bible, and learn the truth outside of the seminary, or man's influence. Remember, cursed be the man that trusteth in man, and that maketh flesh his arm, and whose heart departeth from the Lord. Cursed be the man, you know, that trusteth in man. And that's what we have today. We have 501c3 institutions, totally leavened, preaching a false gospel much of the time, or some lukewarm gospel, all type of worldly programs. It's a corporate entity reading the wrong Bible. And you got people in there in mass following these men, thinking, you know, I'm getting truth. What a rude awakening we have ahead. So, we go further. Um, the New World Order has plans to either enslave or kill almost all of us, but especially Christians. We have over 600 FEMA concentration camps fully staffed. The one lady said 1,400. And funded but empty, enough to hold over 1,600 million, uh, 16 million Americans, but they will not be empty much longer. The death camps were not unique to Germany. We have already showed in the early as the Revolutionary War, the British had prison death camps anchored in New York Harbor. In the Civil War, we were reminded of Andersonville, where the men were starved, murdered, and treated like animals. We have not become better over time as a human race. Okay, The world is getting more hostile to Christianity, openly attacking them in places of worship in some cases, like the gays lately bursting into these churches. This, is, this 20 years ago, would have been unthinkable. There are those who attack those um, who God shows the things that are to come. In other words, they attack the messenger. John 16, 13, How bet when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you in all truth, for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he show, he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. Whoa. 
the Spirit of Truth, the Holy Spirit that lives inside every born-again believer, will show you things to come? Yeah. Well, what are we talking about today? This type of stuff. Does it bear witness with the Holy Spirit that lives inside you as a born-again Christian? What I'm saying, it lines up with the Bible. I, again, we could be wrong on some of the, the little minute details, but I'm talking about the general plan here. Matthew 24.10 And then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. <laughs> telling you. People that call themselves, a lot of people that call themselves born again Christians are a lot of the secular world. Be prepared. Uh, because it says, and many shall betray one another. And then the next verse, Matthew 24.11 And many false prophets shall rise and so de shall deceive many. People are more susceptible to false prophets when times are really bad, too. And as times get worse and worse, they're going to be wanting to cling to any type of whatever hope. As long as it's not the Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> because narrow is the way which leads to life eternal, and few there be that find it, unfortunately. Matthew twenty four twelve, and the And because iniquity shall abound, iniquity or sin shall abound, what's the, what's the fruit of that? The love of many shall wax cold. The love of many is going to wax cold. I see, I mean, I can see tons and tons and tons of evidence of that already. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. John 16, 2. They shall put you out of the synagogues, yea, the time cometh that whosoever killeth you think that he will do with God's service. Now again, let's have biblical balance here. Let's believe that the Lord Jesus Christ can protect us, that he can hide us under the, the shadow of his wings until these calamities be overpassed. Precatory prayers and these types of things, I believe, are valid. Okay, Not because you want to see revenge enacted upon your enemies. You ultimately want people to get saved. But if the wicked keep doing what the wicked do and get away with it, that's not going to really benefit anyone. Okay, If God judges wickedness, there's always a positive outcome. Typically, many people are converted, many people get saved, many people fear God, as Psalm 64 says, as when what happened with Ananias and Sapphira. God's judgment is actually a Christian's door of hope. God's judgment on the wicked in particular is a Christian's door of hope, and that's what I, why I titled that teaching on Psalm 64. It's a Christian's door of hope. And I, I, I don't want to take credit for that thing because originally I heard that from Pastor Weaver. Uh, he did an excellent job. And um, explaining that thing. So, when it says, they that shall endure to the end, the same shall be saved. Does that mean all of a sudden now my salvation is based on works? No. But if the Holy Spirit truly lives inside you, I believe that you're going to have whatever you need in order to get through whatever time we're facing. That's, that's all that that's really saying. Okay, We're not, all of a sudden, now we're saved by works. Okay? You're saved by grace through faith and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. If, if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus Christ, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Romans 10, 9 and 10. Okay, so all of a sudden, don't, don't get that confused there. And I've done a whole teaching on explaining this, and it's called, it just key in the word overcoming. Because it's about being an overcomer, is what this boils down to. When he says, they that endure to the end, the same shall be saved. That's about overcoming. Okay? There's evidence that you're an overcomer. And this is what it boils down to. Evidence. Works come after faith. Not faith before works. If faith is before works like the good Catholic thinks they're good, 
then you're you're going to hell. You have to have the right order. It's it's a matter of life and death, heaven and hell, having that in the right order. Okay, um, you can show someone your faith by your works, but it better be faith first, producing works. Big difference. So key in overcoming on my uh, keyword search box on my title page, and, and uh, you can read about that. Uh, he ends it by saying, it is time for the Christian to start believing the whole truth and repent for his own bibli- unbelief because it is unpleasant and doesn't tickle our ears. I mean, is anything I talked about today fun? I, it's not like I enjoy, you know, doing this. This doesn't sit right with me either. But it doesn't matter what I think or my opinion when we've got all these facts backing this up, when we got the Bible predicting it's going to happen, when we got all this obvious things that are going on. How can you, you get to a point where you, you just can't ignore it anymore. Uh, he says that it is time to repent for willingly believing lies that pridefully elevate ourselves above, above, above other nationalities of the world. No, I am not speaking of ecumenicism. Far from it, I am speaking of believing the truth no matter what it is so we can understand how this country and our churches are being used by Satan to bring in this new world order. The 501c3 churches are just one more tool. God's Holy Spirit would teach us the truth if we would just stop contradicting him through our man-made doctrines and preconceived ideas. This country is in a sad state of affairs when there are those who think that they are Christian, vote for an antichrist like Obama, which a lot of them did. Uh... This evil man was put to rule over this country so that we may see soon God's wrath poured out on this nation for its incessant evil. It's true. I mean, this isn't taking God by surprise that Obama's going to be... God's going to use this guy. Remember, judgment must begin at the house of the Lord. Unfortunately, he's probably going to use Obama to do his bidding just like he does every other leader. Uh, This was tied to an article that he had here entitled, and it was from the Saturday night... Uh, I guess, I think it was Saturday night, but it became Saturday night post. September, um, 1989. And it was called The Last Dirty Secret of World War II. Call it callousness, call it reprisal, call it a policy of hostile neglect, but a million Germans taken prisoner by Eisenhower's armies died in captivity after the surrender of World War II. And it tells the whole story. And we just let them starve. Out in the open with, I mean, it was bad. I, I read, I've got about halfway through it, and I mean, we just let them out there die. So I understand, you know, the concentration camps and, and these types of things, Hitler. But I guess the point was is that we're we're no <laughs> we're no angels either. Our government isn't either. I'm not saying that the Hitler was right or anything like that, but. Uh, when you read this, I, I think you'll see that, that our actions were absolutely, totally, um, pretty heinous in regard to the way um, a lot of the Germans were treated after the war ended. Um, so, again, we're not supposed to seek revenge from a biblical standpoint, you know. Give, give, give place for vengeance. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. Remember what God said in regard to that. So, anyway, uh, that was. I'm not going to get into that article. It's just way too long. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and close this out today, and uh, we'll go from there. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this time that you've given us. We praise you for your goodness and your mercy that you've allowed us to come together another week, Lord to God, to put this information out there. I do pray, God, that the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, would guide us in all truth, and that we would you know, compare everything with the Word of God, 
that our faith would be in the Word of God, in the Lord Jesus Christ, in His shed blood. You said in your Word, they overcame them by the blood of the Lamb and the Word of their testimony, and they loved their lives not under the death. I do pray, God, you'd give us that mindset and, and, and let us ingrain in, 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 in us, Lord God, that um, the time that we have on earth here is fixed and that you are in control, that the Lord Jesus Christ is on the throne and we can come before you boldly before the throne of grace to make our supplications known, that we would pray and fast regarding these things, Lord God, that you would bless my listeners and the body of Christ and the, the orphans and the widows and those that cannot defend themselves, those that don't have food or water. I just pray to God you provide their needs. You give them all the provisions that they need, Lord God, that you bless them, that your angels encamp around about them, that the blood of Jesus Christ would be over them, that we would, Lord God, always remember to quote Scripture in regard to these matters, and that we remember to put on the full armor of God and the mind of Christ in regard to these things, that you would forgive us for any and all sins we've committed in any way, shape, or form, cleansing us from presumptuous sins and secret faults that they would not have dominion over us, and that the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart would be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer, and that thy name would be glorified through these that I've mentioned, through the body of Christ, through my listeners, and that many would be saved as a result of the efforts that you would perpetuate through us, and that your fear would be upon us and upon this sin-sick world, the fear of God. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.